Good morning, everyone. Um, we're going to start our um, live stream here, and we're running a little bit behind. Uh, Kate has just been dropped off a few minutes ago, and also uh, our camera lady, who's the who's the one who dropped her off. You guys remember Alistair? It's Alistair's mom, uh, Katrina, and she's been kind enough. She's going to help us out today, but apparently there is a lot of traffic there. I'm trying to pick up any feed I can before she gets there because she said it might be another... Uh, 30 minutes from now before she starts bringing us the live feed. With that said, there is the reason for all of this <clears throat> is due to the fact that the lockdowns are happening, the continued infringements upon the liberties of the people of the UK, uh, specifically there in Britain, are being infringed upon. And it's all due to a lie. It is a lie about a virus that they have yet to prove exists. We had Dr. Kevin Corbett on. He's the one who pitched it to Prime Minister Boris um, Johnson, as well as the NHS, to bring forth proof that this actually exists. Now, with that said, I'm going to take a couple of things to fill in some time until we get Katrina on, who's going to be providing our live feed this morning. And by the way, if you guys are watching, I've been looking this morning to see if anybody's covering it. RT was covering it last time, uh, and Rupley which I think is tied to RT, and we carried the, you know, all the way back and everything. So what I wanted to do was get a coverage of that, and then Katrina is going to be closer to the stage. She's going to be right there at the stage. So she's going to get us some, some close-ups, some things that you won't be getting out of any other news outlet, okay? But uh, it's going to be just a little bit because of the traffic issue. So hopefully, she said about 25 minutes, she's going to be uh, getting in place there and uh, start sending us the feed there. So we're going to have that. So it's going to be several hours. The radio show begins at 8. So if you'll bear with us, we'll have a small you know, interlude from what we're doing now into that. But this is what this is all about. I want to take a couple of things during this time that we have before I get... Uh, you know, a live feed. And again, any of you guys in the chat room, if you're picking up Trafalgar Square, resist and, and act, or you know people who are carrying that, drop me a link in the chat. And hopefully I'll see that. It's picking up from all our video platforms. Hopefully I'll see that and I'll try to bring some of that in. I'll stick it on the screen as well while I give you some information here. Now, this is a brief video for those of you who've not seen it. You know, um, Kate sent me an article that was, you know, they, they have really, I don't know, run her through the mud, if you will, run her name through the mud. And somebody's going to, I, you know, if any attorney out there, <laughs> barrister, if you will, in the UK wants to make a lot of money, uh, you need to get in touch with Kate Shimarani because what's going to happen is, is there is a lot of libel in print. I mean, it's just right here in print. That's what libel is. It's different than slander. Slander is what you say. Here's the Daily Mail. For instance, check this out. Is this the most dangerous woman in Britain? Suspended nurse. No, she actually resigned. Yes, they did pull her. Th they did suspend her, but she had resigned from that registration. Nurse Kate Shimarani doesn't believe COVID exists, says its symptoms are linked to 5G mobile phone technology and claims a vaccine is a plot to change our DNA, writes Barbara Davies. Well, Barbara is... Probably going to have some problems here because like the other rags there in the UK, they go on, they, they talk about conspiracy theories while they're engaged in one themselves. Hit pieces on people like Kate Shimrani, who doesn't have a thing to gain for, from it. And I apologize, guys. This is the Daily Mail. This is the junk they stick on the side. So I apologize for that. I can't control it. 
or I don't know how to control it from here. <clears throat> it says, Kate Shimarani strides into the hotel where we meet with such confidence that despite the signs insisting masks must be worn, nobody challenges her lack of face covering. Well, that's because she lives in the authority that God has given her as an individual not to cover her face. So see, you can already see this Barbara Davies is poisoning the well. And it's against the law for them to force her to do that. Even in the UK, it's against the law for them to do that. By the time the receptionist has emerged from behind the desk, the 54-year-old suspended nurse, and they want to make sure that you understand she's been suspended, doesn't mean that she's not a nurse anymore. You've got to understand that. She just doesn't fit their bill because she's not playing along with their narrative, which is what I love about Kate. And she's unapologetic for that because she knows the truth. And most of you know it that are listening to me. That's why you're tuned in. You know the truth. Had she been stopped... Yeah, excuse me. Um, she swept down the corridor in her strappy white stilettos. And yeah, Kate loves to show all that stuff out. <laughs> Had she been stopped, goodness only knows what kind of kerfuddle. I don't even know what, what kind of word that is. Maybe you guys in the UK can, can help me out with that. Kerfuddle. I don't know what that is. Um, hysteria. Um, raising cane. I, <clears throat> I don't know what, what happened. Would have ensued for anti-vaxxer Shimarani is pretty forthright when it comes to imparting her views on the global COVID-19 pandemic or scandemic as she calls it. Now you can you'll be able to see some of the things that um, they put here. I guess uh, they decided they were going to take a picture of um, Kate here. Usually the the Daily Mail does a lot of that and videos and other things like that. But you know what? She's got a lot of people behind her who is nonsense. Thank you, Allison. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. <clears throat> got to learn my British slang there, whatever. I had to learn some of that Cockney stuff. And you talk about some uh, interesting and funny things. Uh, the Cockney is is really funny. Um, okay, so uh, we've, we've got the story here. You guys can check it out for yourself. There, are, uh, there were several of these rags in England that put out bad stories on Kate. Okay, they, they just did. And... Uh, you know, we're not going to let that go without saying something. In fact, I've been meaning to write something. It's just having the time to do so. Uh, things have been very busy around here at the Sons of Liberty, as you guys know, well know. But I want to play you this, and then we're, as, again, as soon as, um, uh, yeah, I haven't seen it either, Andrew. I haven't seen Rupley. I haven't seen RT. I haven't seen anybody covering it. But if you've got one, post that link in here. I'll get it out. We'll start doing that as well. But this is about a 4 minute 20 a four minute and 20 second video. And most, many of you have seen this, but some of you may not have. And, you know, when these guys talk about, oh, these, these conspiracy theorists about the vaccine, about the, about the virus, about all of this stuff. Look, this is going on in 2012, right? The Olympic ceremony. Now this is a reduced version of it. Okay. Obviously four minutes and 20 seconds, but you really need to see what's going on here. And if you haven't seen this, you have to answer the question. How in the world are they presenting something that is so like what we're seeing today with the COVID HOAX? I mean, how are they doing that if there's not a conspiracy? And remember, a conspiracy is just two or more people gathered together agreeing to do something. Now, we usually think of it in a bad way. It can be in a good way, too. But they're agreeing to do something. There is a conspir- There is a conspiring, if you will, together. In fact, 
the Bible is full of conspiracies. One of the big ones is Psalm chapter 2, where it says, The kings of the earth uh, gathered themselves together against the Lord and, anoint, and, and his anointed, and they're there, to con- they're, to, they're to conspire against him to break their bands asunder, to break the law off of them. You know, that thing that the Sons of Liberty holds up that says, we, this is what we should be united around, Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, anybody else? That thing, the law? Uh, they want to break those bands asunder. And we're told that happens in the New Testament. Here's the video. I'm going to let this play for a couple of minutes of what went on in 2012 at the Olympic opening ceremony here in London. Here it comes. with the nurses Shh, don't tell anybody don't tell anybody what we're doing while we get praise from you people in Britain there virus creatures coming in. You have the 5G mask there tied with the royal unroyal family. your children. 
This is from the uh, <laughs> the Daily Motion. Um, I wanted to find the longer one so that I'm not sitting here babbling about things while we're waiting on the video feed. But you guys get the idea here. There is no way this is a coincidence. If you think that, let me just say this. You are a conspiracy denier. There's just no way to say it. And this is what we need to call people who want to say you're a conspiracy theorist. Okay, fine. I am. There's, uh, there's obviously people who conspired to put all that together. Every one of these actors that was at the special, uh, not the special Olympics, the 2012 Olympics, every one of them who were there are conspirators. Whether they know it or not, they're involved in it. And they should be speaking out if they see what's going on in their own country. But they're not. Many of them aren't. But I can tell you this. This is the difference between those people these NHS nurses who don't want to speak, who are so ignorant and so caught up in whatever job they're doing and the stroking, the ego stroking they're getting from the public over there, that they won't tell the truth. This is something you will not find with the Sons of Liberty's health and wellness expert, Kate Shimrani. You won't find that with her. She's going to tell you what she believes is going on because she spends her time reading and documenting what's actually taking place. And people call her and tell her what's going on. There are people in that system who will do it, and they're fearful for their lives, for their jobs, for their families. And they'll share it with Kate because they know Kate's going to go out there and do what it takes no matter what. Now, with that said, again, just letting you guys know, we're running... um, our camera person is running just a little bit late. She's dropped Kate off. She's her walking partner. You guys have seen her son on the Sons of Liberty, Alistair. And by the way, let me just give you a little update on that. Alistair has a muscular dystrophy. And Kate discovered that dystrophy meant had ties to malnutrition. So they have changed his diet and changed a lot of the things he's done, built up exercise. And this kid, I say he's a kid. He's almost 20 years old. Um... He's beginning to grow for the first time in his life since he was like 10, I believe. Uh, so they, I think they said his feet have grown. He's grown in height. He's putting on weight. And so we're going to bring Alistair back on in probably a few months. And that way that you guys can see that what Kate is telling you, it's not just what she says. She's putting it into practice. You know, James says, you, you say that you have faith. Show me your faith by your works. And uh, so Kate is demonstrating what she believes about nutrition and the like by 
implementing that with somebody like Alistair, and he's seeing the benefits of that. In fact, I was speaking with his mom last night. I spoke with her this morning. That's how we know that she's running a little bit a little bit late on there. And she said, you know, for a lot of people, they wouldn't see this as some kind of major growth. But for us, when I see him, he's not grown in years. And now we're seeing evidence that this this nutrition uh, aspect and treatment, if you will, is actually working. And this is part of what God said in Genesis chapter 1. The things that he gave us to eat, they are they are meant for, our, uh, for life, and they are meant for our, our food, and they are meant to sustain us in this life. And so they're implementing that with Alistair and he's seeing the benefits of it. So we're going to bring that to you in a couple of months. Again, folks, we're running a little bit late here. I don't have any links just yet uh, to any live feeds. We've been looking for that and appreciate you guys joining us. Oh, we've got some here. So we're going to bring you a little bit until, um, and I appreciate let me see who sent this. Susan, thank you very much. I appreciate you sending us some live feed, live footage here. Uh, I don't know who's providing this in this particular aspect, but what we're going to do is we're going to enlarge the screen here and bring you a little bit from Trafalgar Square until... And you can see there's already a large crowd gathered there. Um, don't know if they've actually started just yet. Oh, this is roughly again. Let's see. Now it's empty a little bit back here, but that was the way it was at the first. But people are still coming in again um, from last week, or excuse me, a couple of weeks ago. There were some at the back here where things were, and. Um, Looks like that they did get a screen in uh, there in the back. It looks like also bring um, in a couple of things while you guys watch. And again, thank you, Susan. We appreciate you very much, uh, Susan Crook, for providing the link. I appreciate that. Been looking for it all morning, so thank you very much. And we're gonna get some stuff that's close up as soon as Katrina comes in. And that looks like Robin Tilbrook there. We had him on the show just a couple of weeks ago. Head of the English Democrats. Who's fighting against the tyranny there as well. In fact, he's coaching Kate in a lot of the things that she's doing to bring this about. And there's Kate.
and no mass except on the cops and a, just a few people around who have them pulled down under their face. They've risked getting arrested. They've done it at very large cost. 
we will also got the veterans and they all come together. Now the veterans got me in here and my friends covertly. Our veterans have fought for us once and they've mobilised to fight for us again and to fight for themselves. I'd like to give the biggest round of applause for our veterans of this country who are fought for us and people come together this is what it's going to take because even the cops need to learn to obey the law I'm not for killing cops I'm not for assaulting cops you don't do that but you do hold them to the standard of the law this is the thing when the cops are acting inappropriately you have to put them in their place they serve you you don't serve them You put the fear of God in the policemen. You put them in your representatives. They are your representatives. They are your police. You are not theirs. 
They're your servants, you're not theirs. Look at them. See? This is what happens when the people band together. The people have to band together. And they have to do it lawfully. If you remember last week, or two weeks ago, the cops were the ones doing this to the people. Do you guys remember that? When they went and they snagged Kate and they roughhoused her? And they were doing it to the other people there? This is what the police were doing to them. Now they're getting a taste of their own medicine from the people, except the people aren't bullying them. They're telling them, you need to choose which side you're going to be on. You're going to be with us because there's a whole lot more of us than there are of you. Good for you people of London. And there are some good cops, too. Actually, we had, when we talked with Kate last week, this was part of the issue that we dealt with. There were cops that come up and shook her hand who recognized what she was doing and said she was doing a good thing. Team professionals, they are being lawful. They're using their their uh, freedom of speech to call these guys down. And as long as, you know, the only way they need to be violent is if the cops become violent on them. I'm for self-defense. But they are doing that. They are calling them out. They are putting them in their place. That's what they have to do. That's what the people have to do. there we're froze up and uh, i'm probably going to have to refresh here to see if we can get the stream back don't know what happened it just froze up but uh gonna bring it to you again as soon as it's back up we're oh okay yeah we're getting a little bit of um boy things are running really slow um i'm seeing that my computer 
processing power is just it's maxing out. And look, I got a beast of a computer. It never does this stuff. But it did it the last time that we were covering this event a few weeks ago. And so we're going to see if we can bring it back in. But boy, the um, the RT feed here is coming out. And I, I wonder if it may be the issue with um, with Facebook because this is what it's coming off of. So I'm going to see if we can find um, this going on over here at... Uh, um, Let's see, uh, on YouTube, if they've got it going on YouTube. Yep, looks like we're uh, co- they're covering it there. So we're going to uh, try to pick it up over here at YouTube. But I think maybe they're having a problem because even they're, they're having some. Okay, here we go. We're going to bring it right back. Be sure to share the links, whatever video platform you're on, social media platform you're on. Be sure to share those with your friends. Let's get this message out to everyone. See the assault that's going on? The assault is happening from the cops. It's not happening from the people. They're putting their hands on the cops. Or the cops are putting their hands on the people. Pay attention to that.
not really sure why we are um, having some of the issues that we're having here. I know one of the things that they do is they do take this and they do put it down um, to when there's rallies like this. They do shut down a lot of the cell service or they bottleneck it. So some of that can be going on as well. I don't know what's happened there with Kate. We're going to find out. I'll put a uh, notice in. Oh, have an issue to where um, Katrina is trying to connect and can't, so I'm going to have to close off the meeting and start that again. If we can, maybe we can get something a little closer. So let's see if we can open that up and uh, see if we can bring her on. trying to connect with Katrina. Um, she's there. They're messing with the video, so we're not able to connect with Zoom. And that's creating a problem. 
getting live feed. So we're going to try using Telegram. Don't know how that's going to work. See if we can get some things that are closer. All right, here's Katrina, and uh, let me bring her into the mix here. <laughs> And we'll see what's going on. Hang on just a second, Katrina, and I'll bring you up. give a little better sound. So there's another day. We should stop lockdown and lock down the streets. 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 And the last day is vitamin D. I read some science recently. I will take part in a seminar tomorrow for the Doctor World Doctors Alliance. 
I found out that vitamin D can reduce COVID-19 mortality for many independent scientific studies peer review. It can reduce mortality between 50 and 95 percent. The most clever thing you can do to lock, stop lockdown. Take vitamin D, 5,000 units for skinny people and 10,000 per day for more big people like me. Then we won't die from COVID-19 very much anymore. And then they cannot motivate lockdown. Tell everyone this. The latest study in Spain, one study group of 50 people getting vitamin D, one person was getting to intensive care unit. In the control group, 50% went to intensive care and two died. That's a big difference. And vitamin D is cheap, you can get it in the shop and tell all your friends. The reason why the COVID-19 increasing now is because summer is over and we have less vitamin D. It's almost a linear relationship between sun and vitamin D and COVID-19. In Africa, there is no COVID-19 deaths almost in the whole Central Africa because they have sun. But the black people in UK and Sweden are dying like very much because they don't have sun and they have black skin. And the reason why they have white skin in UK and Sweden is because they metabolize indeed better. So it is so important for survival. So that's my message to you. Take vitamin D and tell all your friends. The government doesn't want to tell this because they are not interested in solving the problem. A responsible government would have said this long time ago. And now I want to end my speech with a song, very famous song called Here Comes the Sun. I just want to tell the police officers here, civilians in uniform, yes, you on the horses as well, we can see you, of the people, for the people, we have indeed done a risk assessment. It has been done, so we are not breaking the law. So yet again, I will remind you of the Criminal Justice Act. 
when the rest of us were all told we weren't allowed out. So remember, you can't have intercourse with anyone outside of your own household. What a load of baloney, literally. Anyway, folks, you know about 5G. They've been laying it everywhere. They've been laying it while we were all on lockdown. They gave schools money to lay it in schools. So now we want you to hear from a man that I work very closely with. He was my Mackenzie. I forgot a very important sentence in my speech. There is a study published in the very famous British journal The Lancet, analyzing 50 different countries with all the most COVID-19 cases and the effect of lockdown. And the effect of lockdown and testing and the closure of the borders on mortality is zero, according to science. So when I compare vitamin D to lockdown, it's like comparing a very old Rosty used car for one million dollars to a Rolls Royce for a thousand dollars. Which one do you choose? The rusty old car is better for the car sellers. Thank you, Sir Michael. We got some other bill coming over here, so we want some guys over here. They're flanking us on the left. You dirty dogs. Did you know that the government spent your pensions? And we see you all bouncing round in your vans. Where's your sixth rule? And you know what else? Freedom of Information Act. Not one police officer has died of COVID-19. So even you don't know it's a load of bullshit. Now I'm going to introduce Mark Steele, weapons expert. Let's hear it. He was like Mackenzie. I trust him with my life. Mark Steele. What a beautiful day, love me. <laughs> the sun shines on the righteous. And we are the righteous. We are sovereign. I want to tell everybody something. So the criminals in the uniforms can say something. This affects their children. Watch this, police officers. You thought sick. 3,000, 5,000 millivolts. That's in a city in the UK. Make sure you're tempered. What have you got, bad heads? That is illegal. The country room in 1815 resolution 200. 200. You have too many children that death. This is a crime. You've seen the evidence. Do your job. Arrest the criminals in the telecommunications industry. Amen. There's the evidence. Do your job. Do your job. No, don't be a police. I want to know your police say kiss. I want a court kiss where the council, criminals and kids and council, try to gag me from telling people that 5G is a weapon. The 
of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic 
has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. What you said to me recently, that we shouldn't well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. Uh, I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. We are broadcasting out uh, our people that we're working with right out of London, Trafalgar Square. And so, folks who, who are joining us, who've been with us for an hour here, as we've been covering what's going on there at Trafalgar Square. We're going to get right back to that. Just introducing the radio show. We're going to be on Red State Talk Radio for an hour. We're just going to let the speakers speak. Currently, Mark Steele is speaking, and uh, Kate Shimerani has got things kicked off, and there was another speaker who was prior to that. Um, we do have our video feed going up, so if you want to see what's going on there and you want to see the people we've turned out, you want to see uh, the speakers, you want to see the, the show of... Look, I'm going to say a sure force of the people. The people were causing the cops for once to back up and to give them space to protest. They have a right to protest. The cops do not have a right to suppress that pro- that protestation. They just don't have the right to do that. So um, we're going to cover most of that here on Red State Talk Radio. If uh, you want to call in, the number the, the phone line is available, 8, <clears throat> 215-867-8255 or 215. 215- Five Top Talk. If you want to comment while things are going on, we'd love to take your call. Happy to do that. You're welcome to call in. We've got plenty of people in the chat. And so we're going to get right back to what's going on there. I couldn't find the volume. So that's what you were hearing <laughs> as the music came on. And we're going to join back with MC Kate Shimerani. Do not resuscitate and giving the morphine and Madal Salam. That is fact. I call that genocide. What do you call it? Genocide. I can't hear you. What do you call it? Genocide. All right, we've got another speaker coming up. Hello, Oh, this is Kevin Corbett, Dr. Kevin Corbett. Wake up all. Where's Wake Up All? Dundee Resistance Movement. Glasgow, Edinburgh. Thank you all for coming. Right. Now. I'm not sure I can follow such brilliant acts, but I'll do my best. Can you hear me at the back? We're living through the story of the century. A living nightmare. The story of a made-up virus. It's being used to change us forever. Those in charge call it the new normal. Are we going to sit back and let the story run? No! 
I can't hear you. The story goes like this. Are you ready for the story? Are you ready for the story? Boris kicked out the Chinese 5G. He didn't trust China. Many say 5G is dangerous. What do you say? What do you say? Then China said they had the genes of the COVID virus. Would you believe that? Boris did. No questions asked. But we got no purified virus. Why didn't he check it out? But they did. Imperial College checked it online through social media. Isn't that scientific? They said there was a sequence, but no live virus. They call the genes the novel coronavirus. Like a novel, like a story, it's all made up. But remember this, it's as real as Santa Claus. Do you remember Santa Claus? No virus purified, none proven to cause disease. Rumour and genetics to breed the Frankenstein science. It's led to fear and hysteria, corona hysteria. Like Hitler said, Jews were diseased, for it's licensed to kill. Corona hysteria was released against all of us, you. With dodgy tests, patients were mislabeled. They were never tested, just assumed to have COVID, and put on ventilators, and their death certificates said COVID. We've got to kill hysteria now. Kill the current hysteria. Kill the new normal. Kill the new normal. Guys, could you just step back a bit because we've actually got press on the front. And what's happening is it's encroaching on the press. It's fantastic what you're doing, but we need the press to cover it. We need to get this out. And over on the sides, the civilians in uniform of the people for the people are picking off people telling them they're breaking the law. We are not breaking the law. This sixth rule is a rule. So they are lying to you. So just be aware of that. Now, all the villains you know, they run through this story like a stick of rock. The epidemiologists, the genetic virologists, the tycoon billionaires, do you know their names? Imperial College! The Gates Foundation! The World Health Organization! And aided and vetted by our government! All pushing aside our safety, all plugging the new normal. We must kill the new normal before it kills us. Kill the new normal. Kill the new normal. Now, this story continues. Are you ready for it? Are you sure? So they made the PCR test. No safety precautions. Never meant to diagnose. Who said that? Kelly Morris who invented it. The tests are brought to meet the hysterical demand. Look at last week. People can't get enough of it, so the government says. 
millions of our money spent on this phony science, testing for bits of us, bits of our DNA, our RNA. Then they tell us we're infectious. What do you tell them? I can't hear it. Do you believe the science? I can't hear. Now our government's ordering our professional healthcare people to kill the disabled and the old people in nursing homes by do not resuscitate orders. The National Health Service has become dictated by government and big business. They strike down anyone who speaks up. Lovely nurse Kate, lovely nurse Kate. They struck her, they have suspended her. Can you believe that? Good Dr. Adil. Look at Dr. Adil. Give him a round of applause. Suspended by the General Medical Council. What did he do wrong? He stood out about COVID. Think of this. Faceless government bureaucrats slapping live or die labels on your loved ones. Saying who can live and who can die. We must stop the new normal. We must kill it dead. Kill the new normal. Kill the new normal. Those my parents were nurses. It's my heritage. Just think of any nurses and doctors in your own family or anything you know socially. Just think for a moment about them. How must they feel about what they've witnessed? What they've done? Please think. Ryan, please come into our next side, guys. Everybody over there, now the Ryan guys are here. Ladies, wait for a helicopter. Now understand, the veterans have stepped up to help Kate. They wanted to be there and to help fight off the tyranny that's coming from the government there. Officers must be really proud of yourselves. Do you know you think you're fighting for Queen and Country? 
You're a corporation, you idiots. They spend your pensions. Do you know that? Clearly not. But we know it. Now what's your oath? Think about your oath. Now, let's be clear. Let's be clear. Could the person who's singing please be quiet? Now we must fight for our freedoms. We have to face off the police. We need to take back control. It's now not about the virus. It's about our freedom and justice. You can see that here now today. They're trying to shut us down. What are we going to do? We're going to take back control. We're going to face off the police. We're not going to be shut down. We want a genocide investigation. We want a science panel to expose the phony science. We want new professional regulators. We want a new police regulator. We want to sack President Dick. 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 Stay back a little bit, please. We've been asked to clear this whole We want to make Boris eat his rule of six. And we want Putin Patel to stop sniffing on the neighbours. Let's come out every week and do this. Let's do it every week. Let's do it every week. Let's stop the rules, the lockdown and the curfews. Curfews. Let's refuse test and trace. Let's stop the virus. And what they're doing now is they're bringing in the riot police. They're, they're asking them to come back off of the platform there where they're speaking. And here's what's going to happen. The police have started it. They've started it, and they're in the middle of the people there. And you hear, you hear, you hear Dr. Kevin Corbett. It's about control. You're seeing it right there. The people were gathered. Nobody's causing a disturbance. Yes, some people on the stage. But this is all about controlling the people. It's happening in London, and it's happening here in the United States. It's not to the level it is in London just yet, but it's getting there. Pay attention.
on this we can barely hear. I don't know if they've cut down the PA or not. I believe this is John Wedger. We had him on on Monday. Sons of Liberty. volume up about as far as I can go. Uh, some of the microphone is not picking up very well there. John Wedger is a former Scotland Yard detective. He lost his job. They threatened his family. Uh, all kinds of things because he uncovered the child abuse and the what we would call CPS. Uh, found out the satanic connection to that. If you want to watch that interview, that was Monday of this week. You can go to the Sons of Liberty YouTube. to do their duty, not to be the 
agents of the state. Look at them. It's like the Gestapo coming in here with their little Freemason hats on. Professor Adrian Hill. 
calling out the fellas hey come on take a stand take a stand you want to catch the video portion of this head over to sons of liberty youtube or our facebook page and you can catch that live from trafalgar square Great Lord told us to do. Told us to love one another. Let's do that. I have met so many friends, and 
This is Dr. Adil. My fellow citizens of the world, distinguished guests, organizers, and professionals, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, good afternoon. It's an honor and privilege. To welcome you all at the glorious get together at the heart of the world before the spray London. Standing here, I am very proud of British multinational, multicultural, and multinational traditions. First of all, let me pay my debitors for my unusual presence at this podium. Our 
bones may be found in the body, the part. But our hearts are beating together today. And we have never brought to you. I am very proud of you. In spite of rigorous restrictions and difficulties, you have managed to travel all over the world to join us at this glorious get together. And I must congratulate you that you have already won. I must pay my tribute all the fellow citizens and private sisters who have made this day even possible. And on top of that, my heart goes to the organizers and wonderful people who have done very nice efforts to make this day even possible. My name is Dr. Mohammed Adel. I am I am the surgeon with 30 years of unblemished career working for the NHS in this country. I am fellow of the College of Surgeons of the United Kingdom and I am chairman of three international medical organizations. Recently, we have established World Doctors Alliance around that platform. We have extended our approach all over the world to get all the health professionals on board to help you out. We stand with the public. We stand with the masses. We stand with the luckiest. We stand with the good speakers. We stand with the freedom fighters. As you know, lockdown has threatened millions of public around the world. Globally, 7.6 billion people are affected. And I must appreciate their endurance and strength to maintain their pressure and to stand against the atrocities and the tyranny that you all deserve to be appreciated. Now that we're proud. Please are coming over here. We need more guys. Please don't come across the stage.
has got devastating effects on our economy, on freedom, and it has devastated not only the economy, but also the agriculture, the industry, the education of the children and the students. They have been buried, buried from going to school for six months and we are listening that they are going to put another lockdown in the recent in, in the future. And uh, you can see the tyranny will continue to stand against the tyranny and prove ourselves and prove our work and we'll tell them, no, we are united. My fellow citizens of the world, this is the time for us to recap our glorious history. We have been persistent. We are the advocates of the democracy. We are the advocates of the freedom. And the fighting for that is not only the freedom, but we fight for the, the life for our generation and for our loved one. Like, like the lockdown is a different part of the world. The lockdown was put in at the United Kingdom on the 30th of March 2020. And this was as a recommendation by the Imperial College that 8 million people would be infected and will receive to the hospital for admission and 500,000 people will die if the lockdown has not been carried out at the United Kingdom. On that biological, mathematical model introduced by Imperial College, the lockdown was put on the public that actually affected the entire health system. Education, industry, culture, education, transport, and you name anything that was affected. I was part of the NHS frontliner. Thousands of patients were transferred from the hospital to the nursing and the care homes in inadequate facilities. The migrant hospital were not used. Because in planning, those hospitals have been built with the public funding. And those hospitals are standing like a dinosaurs. And I don't find any, any danger for those hospitals to be established. So, unfortunately, at that time, the patients were transferred to the nursing home. They went through a very difficult time because of the depression, isolation, and due to the lack of the medical facilities and we lost 72,000 elderly patients in the United Kingdom in the last four months from March to July. <laughs> Similarly, the waiting list piled up and what we have missed 1.5 million patients waiting for the investigation and treatment for the cancer And now, the dating list is 6.5 million in the United Kingdom, and I don't think the NHS is going to be viable to tackle that, that number of patients. And similarly, the testing carried out for the coronavirus, the RT-PCR test, 
अच्छा बुलाओ कोई नहीं कोई डिटेल दिखा दे बहुत पॉलिसियों के खिलाफ तो दैट टेस्ट इज नॉट रिलायबल इट्स ओनली टेस्टेड 55% सेंसिटिविटी एंड दैट इज व्हाट 90% पीपल वुड हैव टेस्ट पॉजिटिव एनी डे विदाउट हैविंग एनी सिम्टम्स ऑफ साइड परसों एंड देयर इज नो इंडिकेशन दैट इज पीपल वुड हैव एक्सपोज अ इंफेक्शन टू अ लेयर देयरफॉर आई स्टैंड विद द फिगर्स and i stand here to recommend that we want to to take a stand against the atrocity that's what i did this point during during the time a lot of people working i was penalized by my regulator on the purely on the basis of what i spoke with the public for the address that i'm saying now that that's actually the real image i have been promised to for 30 years for the chess i was disabled my was spreading for 12 months without any justification and this is a message to the general medical council this is the time to look inside this is the time to take a reflection what they have done to the thousands of doctors who have been penalized and they have actually moved up the national side and they have got the left the job take the body for the all job this is not right you can't do this reflect upon yourself at the end i would only give two messages one is to the health professionals and the other one is to the government my message to the health professionals we have given both the hippocratic code yes. that is what they say that is totally based on the medical ethics and according to that rule we should not give any poisons want to catch Dr. Adil on the Sons of Liberty, head over to Sons of Liberty YouTube, and uh, we have Dr. Adil on for an interview as well. Robin Tilbrook and you guys on Red State Talk Radio. You remember we had him on just, I think it was last week, last Thursday. You can check that also on Sons of Liberty YouTube. You can see what he's doing there to fight off the tyranny that's happening in Britain. Let's 
along with what the government's challenging with the coronavirus. I want the correct answer about Sweden. Our numbers are much better than official because we are world champions in one sport, and that is killing the elderly. It's an old Viking tradition, and we killed very many people with Fidesolam and morphine. Ah. I don't know whether we actually, the Swedes have done that, because it's worth bearing in mind what NHS England did on the 19th of March is they ordered the hospitals to, to discharge all their so-called bedrockers, the elderly. There's 16 riot vans, guys. 16 riot vans round the back. Remember, we are peaceful. They cannot do anything if you stay within the law. We've got three groups of people here. The guys in front, the guys and ladies in front. People over there to the left. Until next week. 
any nation, not even a virus. That tells you quite a lot about where we're going, I think, with our politics, if we don't do something about it. But getting back to the, the, the development, so 13th of March, with the starting to panic, they say, 23rd of March, Boris comes on television and tells us that he's locking the whole country down with immediate effect. Boris had no power as Prime Minister to lock the country down. No power. It was a bluff. It wasn't true. But we then started getting the police and so on enforcing it as if it already was true. 23rd of March was when he said that. The, the very next uh, day, in Parliament, they produce their emergency legislation, which they say is their emergency legislation, the coronavirus bill, 370 pages of it. Now, you imagine how long it took to write 370 pages or thereabouts of closely written statutory wordage, which has the most wide-ranging powers in it that you can imagine. It is far wider in terms of the powers granted to, to the executive, the government, than anything that was granted in either the First or the Second World War under the Emergency Powers Act or the War Powers Act. It is that. It is that far-reaching. It is enormously powerful. The ministers can now rewrite the law without talking to anybody about it, without dealing with Parliament, Folks, we got to close out the radio show. We appreciate you joining us on Red State Talk Radio. If you want to catch us and catch the rest of this, we're going to be going for a couple more hours here. Join us on YouTube or Facebook at Sons of Liberty. And have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day, and Lord willing, we'll see you on Monday. Adios.
much it was essential to pass that legislation straight away in those two days. Because the very next day, the government produced the first of their coronavirus regulations, and they produced that under a 1984 Act. 1984, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who read 1984, we're in a country ruled by regulations from the 1984 Act. And rightly so, because that, those regulations are really wide-ranging. They are almost a destruction of all our liberties. And that's been done under regulations under an act that was about dodgy goods coming in for, on the docks where they were infected and things like that. It wasn't about locking down the whole country. So we had all these regulations. The latest ones published at 10.30 on, on Sunday night. They are so complicated, ladies and gentlemen, that even as a lawyer over 30 years, it's quite hard to read them and understand what on earth they're talking about. They are really complicated. Why are they so complicated? It seems to me it's obvious. The government doesn't actually want us to know what our rights are. They just want us to do what they say, be sheep, wear the masks, and do as we're told. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not very keen on wearing a mask, but when you wear a mask, I'm going to wear this one. I'm going to wear this one. understand what their rights are. 
it is interesting that you can't really understand them because that is that is a classic tactic uh, right across uh, recent history where a state doesn't want its citizens to feel that it's got any rights. And that, so we are, our liberties are under attack. And it seems to me that one of the things that we've got to try is to get the courts to rule that these unlawful, unconstitutional rules are wrong and invalid. And that's what we're going to do. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen.
My name is Tulosetown. I'm from Tipperary. I grew up in a little farm up Tip. I'm from Ireland. And I wanted to say to hello because all Irish people and everyone in the British Isles are brothers and sisters. So hello, my brothers and sisters, and we are your brothers and sisters. So I'm here today because I spent 20 years in immunology, but in 2014, why I'm really here, even though I'm a scientist, is that I came back from Brussels, the European Commission, one night, and there was a forum for the HPV vaccine for my daughter, and there was no leaflet about the adverse events. And can you imagine, I know that there are almost 200 times more chance of having an adverse event from the HPV vaccine at the age of 12 than the chance at 50 that you might get cervical cancer. So if you just remember and imagine what it's like that I'm a scientist, I'm an immunologist, and I know that vaccines can make people sick, but I'm also a mother. And if you didn't know what I knew, you would have trusted the government. You would have trusted the doctors. You would have trusted the regulators and the media. And why we're here today is that I can tell you they have breached that trust. They put out a leaflet to say that vaccines have been safety tested. Have they been safety tested? No! They tell you in a little leaflet the only thing that's going to happen if you get vaccinated is a little swelling. Is that true? No! no. You can get multiple cirrhosis. You can get juvenile arthritis. You can get anaphylactic shock. You can get allergies. And when I've been talking to the parents, there's about 12 different autoimmune diseases you can get. And the girls that get them, they get all of them together. Yep. So that we are here. Is anyone here a parent? Is anyone here an aunt, an uncle, a cousin? Is anyone here a grandparent? And then we are here to say that the truth will win out. Amen. The truth will win out. So what's really going on, I want to say, about this coronavirus? I just finished a report I've been working on for two months. And I want to honor about 20 people in Ireland, including one of the barristers here today, Martin, and all the people at home like Harold and Tracy and Dave and Fintan, they all know who they are, and Eamon. Because we have come together because we've been working for the doctors and the Department of Health and the General Register's Office and the Chief Statistics Office. And not me, but other people have been using this notice of liability. And we were writing to the doctors, Department of Health, and saying, who is signing the death certs? Okay? Because you, to solve this problem, this is a global problem. You have to actually lay the problem down at an actual doctor who 
or the minister, or the prime minister in Ireland, Michael Martin, or Boris Johnson. So we were writing and saying, who signed the death certs? And the doctors were saying, it's not us, go to the Department of Health. The Department of Health was saying the General Registry's Office. But it turns out in Ireland, the responsibility lies with the coroners. And those coroners, there's an act, and if they don't do an autopsy and they don't do their job and question the diagnosis of COVID-19, the coroners can go to prison. And the crime is malfeasance. And in the UK, it's 10 years in prison. Yay! So also, all of you, if you're a parent and your teacher is saying that your child has to be tested for temperature, your child has to wear a mask, your child may have to get a vaccine without permission, then you can actually charge the teacher. You can put a notice of liability this weekend. And if they do it, you can hold them to account. Yay! So you can write your own notice of liability or search for one. It's very simple. If you, teacher, are putting a mask on my child, I will do it. We have a letter. Yep. And we will put it on, but we have World Doctors Alliance. Um, and we also have different organizations. But with that letter, what we've done in Ireland, people have written to the coroners. And they were telling us the death sadly was 1,700. But we have been writing since May. And now in the last week, the Chief Statistics Office in Ireland has come. Because we laid the responsibility at their door. And they said the total number of people that died in Ireland of coronavirus in November, December, January 2020, February 2020, and March 2020, guess how many people? Two! Zero! 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 So all of this legislation, this public health emergency that Boris has brought in, and Matt Hancock, and Pretty Patel, who's going to call the police if you have seven people in the back garden. It's all based on a public health emergency. How can you have a public health emergency if zero people die? Zero.
And we are, or the other thing you can do is with your MP, get 500 people to sign and recall those members of parliament. Recall Boris Johnson. Recall Mark Hunter. Recall Penny Patel. You don't have the power to do it. And you don't have to, one message is, don't waste your energy on trying to wake up people because there's a Native American expression. You can't wake up people that are not asleep. You can't wake up people. So that principal knows that it's wrong. The restaurant owner knows it's wrong to track and trace you. The good police here on duty, they know in their hearts and souls what they're doing is wrong. And it's simply not good enough. It is not good enough for a restaurant owner to say it's the guidelines. It's simply not good enough for a teacher to take the temperature of a child to force them to wear masks because they are psychologically undermining them. Where are the doctors? Where they're here, but where is everyone else? Where are the doctors and psychiatrists? So what you can do, you can write a notice of liability, you can write to your members of parliament, you can try and get Boris Johnson recalled, Mark Hancock, Pretty Patel, because those people are not working for England, for Wales, for Scotland, for Ireland. They're working for themselves. They are betraying you. They are cowards. What they are doing is treason. They are killing people. They are psychologically damaging children. And I am calling again that if they are instigating the lockdown one day more, they have to break the good doctors and scientists. And we are supported by people we know like Robert Kennedy, Judy Mikovich, Sherry Tempe, Andrew Kaufman, Dr. Stefan Lanka, and someone who I really admire, the lawyer Rico Gelati, who is supporting us. And I got a call from Heiko Schroeder, who's the organizer of the German inquiry of about 3 million people on the streets of Berlin. And we are working together. Heiko is planning a march in Berlin. He wants 10 million people.
physically are isolated in the care homes and they are psychically, logically damaging the children in the schools, the next generation. So there are zero deaths in Ireland. We have to hold Behold Parton to account. You have to hold Boris Johnson to account. We Amen. She does She does work tirelessly. Guys in the chat room, you guys who are engaged, let me just say this real quickly. You guys who are engaging in all this skin color stuff, stop it. Acts 17.26 says God made us all out of one blood. We came from two people, Adam and Eve. Stop your nonsense. Stop your division with that stuff. God saves people out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. Read the book of Revelation. You'll see that. Stop your arguing against one another. You need to be standing against the tyrants against standing against one another. He is an absolute God. Tomorrow I'll join you on a broadcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Dr. Andrew Wakefield on the screen. Yay! It is so good to be with you again. My family motto is Nil Desperando, Never Despair. Despair is a state of inertia, of panic, from which irrational and fateful choices come. Despair is a state that our adversaries seek to bring upon us, only to be followed by the promise the false promise of benevolent control. That is not the people of England. Not the people of the UK or the free world. You do not look to me like people given to despair. We are now faced with the unambiguous fact that this particular coronavirus had its origins at the hands of scientists. It was made by man. Such precarious experimentation has been denounced by many, but they cannot own the data, coercion to comply or face arrest, fines and exclusion from society. It can be achieved by ignoring safe and effective alternative treatments that have been ignored, sidelined and fraudulently misrepresented. That has been the case. I just released a new film, 1986 the end. That for certain the authorities do not wish you to see. A film about how bad policy concerning unsafe vaccines based on industry fraud can infect the entire world. How it can give the vaccine makers such power, such wealth, that they can own the politicians, they can write policy, they own the media, they own doctors and medical training. They own the medical journals. They own almost everything. But they cannot own the hearts and minds of the public. They do not own your hearts or your minds. They must not take our freedoms from us. You stand with many, many people worldwide who hold your beliefs. And I stand with you. Go well, my friends. Go well.
on the Daily Mail about Dirty Rag tried to discredit me. He said, come along and hear what she's got to say. An amazing man who's going to be running for mayor next year. David Curtin! Amen. Amen. Wow, so good to see so many people here being normal. We say no to the new normal. We say no to the tyranny of the government which is trying to take away our freedom. I cannot believe what I've seen here today in London that the Metropolitan Police, who are supposed to be on the side of the people, have turned against the people. But I'll tell you, if I'm the Mayor of London, this will never, ever happen again. London is a beacon of freedom. And you are the people of London and the people of England and the people from around the world who have come to this city to say no to the new normal. We will take back our freedom and we will not allow those who want to take away our freedom and liberty from us. Though I'm a politician, I've only been in politics for four years. Before then, I was a chemistry teacher. But I want to say, where are the other politicians today? Some of them are pushing this new normal. Some of them do not want this new normal, but they are afraid. They are afraid of being called names by the journalists in the mainstream media who act like rock buyers to keep us all in line and to curtail our free speech. What we say to the journalists in the mainstream media, you are wrong and you will not take away our freedom and you will not stop us from speaking the truth. Because the truth is that the science and the maths and the statistics show that this whole made-up coronavirus pandemic is no worse than a normal flu season. There is no need for a lockdown. There is no need for masks. There is no need for the rule of six, which doesn't make any sense anyway. Because you are not allowed to go into your garden with seven or eight members of your extended family because COVID's going to get you. But you can go and shoot grouse in the Scottish Highlands and play birds out of the air with a gun. And that's fine. And that's what the politicians are saying to us. What a load of nonsense! This was all done on the basis of Professor Ferguson's dodgy modelling. And on the very day, the 25th of March, where all the MPs marched through the lobby with Matt Hancock and Michael Gove and 
Boris Johnson and Priti Patel to pass the Coronavirus Act. He changed his modelling to say that it would only be a tenth of the severity that he had said before. And now we have six months of real scientific data which shows that there is no need to carry on destroying businesses and livelihoods. And please do not resuscitate orders onto the vulnerable elderly in care homes. This is a wickedness which has come upon our land. And you are the forces of freedom. You are the hope of liberty. And for every one of you who is here, there will be hundreds more in their homes watching who couldn't make it here today. But by coming here, you say we are not afraid. And we will not bow to tyranny. Outstanding to be the mayor of London in my 2021. And I'm working on giving you all a new party to vote for that will never, ever take away your freedom again. So thank you all for coming, for showing your beautiful faces, the faces that God gave you to show to each other and to smile at each other. Bless you all. London Mayor! London Mayor! London Mayor! London Mayor! London Mayor! And I think somebody could take out Khan. That would be a good thing uh, as mayor and replace him. And some people have suggested Kate. Now, I've told her, you know, God says a woman in that position, you can call me a sexist if you want, but it's a judgment against the people. Be careful, and she's paid attention to that. But uh, this guy taking out Khan, that would be great for London. You guys need to get behind him in that. Now it's just one doctor. Do you see how that is open to misplay, to foul play, to whatever you want to call it? They've used that all over the world in history to lock dissidents up, people like me. Now it used to be that at six weeks you'd be reassessed. My psychiatrist, they got rid of that as well. Last year there were 16,000 appeals against medication for those patients under the care of the psychiatric team. A third of those appeals were won. They've done away with all that now. You can't appeal. So our mental health patients are in great danger. We have a lot of veterans here today. Let's hear it again for the veterans. Many of those veterans suffer from PTSD. What they saw in illegal wars, but also from the vaccines. And they've been cast aside, and even when they tried to fight it, they told them that all the documents had burned. What a surprise. We have a gentleman here today, Dr. Niall McRae. He's a mental health expert, and he's a senior university lecturer. Let's hear it for Dr. Niall McRae! 
at you, horrible lots. Where's your social distancing? <laughs> hey, are you all groups of six? I hope so. They all need hey, that shirt. Does anyone here read the Viz comic? If so, you'll know the bot inspectors. That sinister squad of Gestapo. Pretend you wiped your bum properly. Well, in the latest edition, they look even more sinister with their COVID-19 visors. Fact is stranger than fiction. Who would have thought we'd be living this dystopia? Now, I want to talk to you about social hygiene today. Okay? This COVID regime is not about controlling the virus. It's about controlling you. I'm not going to talk about the new world order. I'm sure you'll hear plenty of that next week. Who's coming next week? But I want to talk about things closer to home. And the many people in our society who are enjoying this tyranny. Who want the government to impose a national curfew. What's in it for them? Well, this is about social class and morality. The supposedly liberal, progressive intelligentsia want to put you in your place. You, the great unwashed. You need to be told to wash your hands, to keep your distance, and to muzzle yourselves. Masks have become a moral fault line. Now, I'm not against everyone who wears a mask, but I am criticising those who wear them for virtue signalling. You know, the condescending type that tells you off in a shop as though you're a naughty child? This I call cultural maskism. These are fraudulent liberals. They've no respect for enlightenment values. Freedom of speech denied by cancel culture. Democracy. They try and overturn the election results they don't like. And equality before the law. The blatant hypocrisy of promoting Black Lives Matter and Extinction Rebellion demos while watching this event banned. And, not only that, not only that, but this morality about masks has got nothing to do with science. You wouldn't wear a string vest to stop mosquito bites. These are fraudulent liberals. Look on Twitter. Look at the Guardian commentaries applauding aggressive policing of anti-lockdown protests. The persecution of Piers Corbyn. The rumble of boots. That's entertainment. And see what's happening in the state of Victoria in Australia. Where Kim Jong Dan, the governor, has imprisoned his citizens. Reputative figure. You've probably seen the videos. The pregnant woman 
in her pajamas. Yep. The police break into her house, handcuff her in front of her children, arrest her for incitement. Inciting what? Inciting her Facebook friends to attend a freedom rally. And then there's a mentally ill man run over deliberately by a police car. The officers get out, viciously attack him. One stamps on his head. This is saving lives. Putting a man in a coma with possible brain damage. Because they care. Images of this event today will be going around the world. And I hope it gives soccer to the people in Melbourne who are courageously fighting against They're courageously fighting against police brutality. Let's give them another round of applause. Happy Emily, can you hear us? This fascism couldn't happen without middle class support. The opinion polls show it. It's that support that allows our tin pot dictator, Matt Hancock, a health secretary, who separates families, who condemns the old to die alone, who curtails cancer screening and life-saving treatment, who stops IVF cycles, some couples their last chance to have a baby, and the, the suicide rate is surging. Meanwhile, the government is sending COVID marshals to spy on us in our homes and gardens. Who sweeps? And Doc can't hear that. Who sweeps? And pity the stops under indefinite quarantine with Nicholas Sturgeon. Well, come the revolution. I think we've got new jobs for Matt and Nicola. We're going to employ them as litter pickers. Picking up all the filthy masks. Where are our appointments? Who sleeps? I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish now. But you can see that the mask moralizers are neither liberal nor hygienic. I want, though, to finish with a few lines from my book, a very timely book, written with Robert Holmes. Moralitis, a cultural virus. And the point I want to make to you here today is that liberty, when it's lost, it's very hard to get it back. Many years after the collapse of the Soviet Union, all the Russian folk continued to censor themselves. Accustomed to a culture of fear, they would travel in silence and speak to nobody that they couldn't trust. It was difficult to believe that eavesdroppers no longer straddled the corridors of their crumbling apartment blocks. The communist regime was internalized, lingering for decades in the minds of cowed comrades. And this is what the establishment is doing to us. They want us to be oppressed. They use the mainstream media, media to smear 
and vilifiers. But the resistance is burning, and we shall overcome. I'm going to end with the words of Gandhi. First, they ignore you. Then, they laugh at you. Then they fight you. And then, you win! simple reason. I want to make sure there's a future with freedom, integrity, health, opportunity, and fun for my children. Yes, I've taken risks to be here, but I don't worry about that because the risk of doing nothing is far greater. I'll take any risk to prevent this new world order of tyranny from being realized, and I hope you will too. I saw what was happening in China last December and knew something was very, very wrong. I remembered SARS, Zika, Ebola, swine flu, bird flu, MERS, dengue, eastern equine encephalitis, the list goes on. These were a hype, of course, but this time, things were different. I discovered that if I looked at the numbers, I could see right away the number of deaths was comparable to the regular seasonal flu. So why all the fear mongering? I then looked at the scientific papers about the virus. I was shocked at what I found. I discovered that despite widespread media and government claims of a virus causing disease, there was no proof. What the scientists did is extract some genes or pieces of genes from a couple of people and they called this a virus. My question is though, how do you identify genes as being from a virus when the virus itself has never been discovered? It's one thing to hold a creature in your hand, even a virus, and take out its genes and sequence them. That's how they sequenced the human genome. They started with an actual human. For viruses, they don't do this. Instead, they take a biological soup of of hundreds of organisms and pull out a few little pieces of genes. In fact, they look for genes or pieces of genes they say are viruses because of doing these same experiments in sick people in days gone by. So when they find these little fragments of genes, 
They can't say which organism they came from because they came from the soup. This is scientific fraud. No virus was ever purified in order to identify it. Even the authors of all the main papers have admitted this in writing. Yet the government, media, and the masses still walk around as obedient slaves in fear of this concocted, contrived existential threat. The scientists then took out even more of these gene fragments. In one paper, they sequenced more than 20,000. They used computer modeling to fit these little fragments together like puzzle pieces into one long sequence. They fill in gaps along the way with made-up sequences from other experiments. Then they call this a genome, the entire genetic sequence of an organism. How preposterous. Imagine if we leveled an entire neighborhood. It was old and decrepit, so we just blew the whole thing up into little bits. There were 500 one-of-a-kind houses, three office buildings, eight basketball courts, and all was demolished. All the rubble was carved away to a dumping ground. So, do you think that we could send a team of architects, architects who have never seen what any of these buildings look like in this neighborhood, and have them comb through the rubble for pieces of buildings, and have, have them actually reconstruct the house on 23 Elm Street? Do you think that's possible? No, of course it's not possible. But that is what the scientists are claiming to have done with this virus and many others, and they say that it's true. They also claim that we will spread this fake virus to each other and it will kill us. They have no proof of this either. The only study looking at this showed no transmission, no contagion to over 400 people. During the Spanish flu 100 years ago, a group in Boston funded by the United States Public Health Service, tried to spread the disease to a group of 100 volunteer prisoners. They did three separate experiments trying to get them sick, putting all kinds of body fluids into the healthy volunteers. Not a single one got sick. Not one. There is no contagion, human-to-human -human spread, which has ever been proven in an experiment. Healthy people cannot pass this or any other illness to each other. How can you pass an illness you don't have? There's no such thing as an asymptomatic carrier. This is a lie. Let's talk about the tests. These tests are also meaningless. Do we really need, do we really even need a test to tell us that someone has a deadly disease? Shouldn't we just see them being sick and dying? And why are we testing healthy people? There is no test for a virus that exists. There's only a test for gene fragments of unknown origin. We don't know what the tests are even detecting. There's no gold standard, no error rate, no government approval, and no credible science behind these tests. If you're not sick, you're not sick, and no test matters. The more tests performed, which has been what they've been doing lately, the more false positive cases you'll find. And that's how they're manipulating people right now. From fraudulent claims about a fake virus, horrifically inaccurate computer model predictions, meaningless test results, fraudulent death certificates, staged hospital video footage, staged field hospitals, fake burial pits, 
fake ventilator shortages, and much more, the stage has been set for tighter control. We've been wrapped up in restrictions reserved for prisoners. How's the rest? Standing on marked spaces to the floor and social isolation. We've been restricted from travel. Our children have been deprived of a normal education and social life. Our businesses have been shut down. We've been told to cover our faces. We now have the beginning of contact tracing. This means that the authorities will soon be able to come into our homes and schools and take us or our children away into detention for quarantine. We have the vaccine coming. We've all heard there be tremendous pressure and coercion to make us take it. If that fails, they may even make it mandatory. Let me ask you, if there is no virus, then what is the goal of a vaccine? What could it possibly be designed for? They've already developed vaccines to make people infertile. We already know vaccines kill and injure many around the world. We already know they want to use DNA and RNA in the vaccine to modify our own genes. We know they want to implant a chip to track and control us. We cannot wait for these things to realize. We must end this now. I've said there is no virus causing a new disease. I want you to know that that does not mean no one has died needlessly during this pandemic live exercise. When the World Health Organization declared a pandemic in late March, nations around the world, practically in lockstep with each other, took unprecedented action. The media blasted the fear propaganda across the world, fueled by sensationalized predictions, junk science, and fear-mongering. Economies were shut down overnight. People were told to lock themselves indoors to survive. Schools were closed. Hospitals closed their doors except for COVID patients. Entertainment, <coughs> sorry, food and supplies like toilet paper were suddenly in short supply. Entertainment like sports and COVID patients were canceled. At the same time, prisoners were let out. Liquor stores and cannabis dispensaries remained open and 5G infrastructure was feverishly installed around the world. People no longer had access to medical services. That means that someone who had chest pain did not go to the hospital for help. They were too afraid. Someone who had diabetes did not have the guidance to adjust their insulin because of this sudden drastic change. This meant people were dying in their homes for lack of routine health care, which was unavailable. People were in fear. Fear changes our physiology and makes us susceptible to illness. Families with domestic violence experienced more conflict. Many who lost their job, suffered from addiction, those who no longer had access to mental health and addiction services ended their lives by suicide. In the United States, the rates jumped up by 33%. The most deaths occurred in hospitals and care homes. Hospitals misdiagnosed people, changed protocols in harmful ways, and coerced many individuals to sign away their life by consenting to be on a ventilator. The overuse and misuse of ventilators for patients who did not need them may be the worst single example of medical malpractice and harm ever to be carried out by this allopathic system.
It became practice to deny patients the right to emergency resuscitation. Against the family wishes, patients were made DNR as a matter of policy. Nursing care homes were even worse. Sick hospital patients were sent to care homes, which are unequipped to treat the two ill individuals. The workers were afraid of getting the fake virus, so they neglected the patients, leaving them to die, and many did. Let us honor their lives by stopping this from happening again. What a tragedy this was, but it was, but it was because of the lockdown policies, the hospital protocols, the economic shutdown, and the fear. It was not because of any fake virus. So what should we do now? We need to stop going along with their rules. We need to start saying no more. No more masks. Instead, we need smiles. No more distancing. Instead, no more school restrictions. We need mentally strong children for our future. No more staying at home. We need sunlight, nature, and exercise. No more bans on large gatherings. We need picnics, concerts, fairs, conferences, and swimming pools. Amen. No more closing businesses. We need to make a living. No contact tracing. We need privacy and autonomy. No vaccine. We need our health and our lives. No more tyranny. We demand freedom. Thank you. Amen. That's Dr. Andrew Kaufman. Obviously, a pre-recorded message is coming across there, and uh, appreciate him very much. If you want to see our interview with him, go to the Sons of the YouTube channel. Put in Andrew Kaufman, you'll have that as well. To get to the head teachers. By the end of today, that letter that was written by Dr. Kevin Corbett will be on saveusnow.org.uk. You can also join that political movement for a pound a month. I would suggest you all do. Our next speaker is a very beautiful woman and author and health practitioner. Her own child's vaccine damaged. She has a huge social media following. Her work is relentless and she supports so many others. I'd like you to give a great big warm welcome for the very beautiful and hardworking Jacqueline Dunn!
all of the parents that have been led down the blindly led down the path of vaccinations without first ever being informed of the horrific circumstances that can happen post-vaccination. As a new parent, I was never ever told about the possible consequences that could happen with a vaccination. What I was told is all the things that could happen to my daughter if I didn't follow the ever-increasing vaccine schedule. When I was 30 years old, I became a new mum. And I really wanted to be an awesome one. So I researched cots, car seats, baby monitors, pram. I was pretty obsessed. At that stage, vaccines weren't on my radar. When my daughter was eight weeks old, I took her for her first set of baby jabs, which is six in one, which is diphtheria, tetanus, polio, pituitis. And I can see you all shaking your heads. It's all in one. Um, what else is in that one? Uh, hepatitis B and HIV, and that's given alongside rotavirus and meningitis B. Eight weeks old. 20 minutes after she was injected with all eight, I watched her little body convulse and she had a fit. It is definitely one of the worst things I've had to see in my life. I rang the GP back and I told them what happened and their advice was just give her cowpaw because febrile convulsions are quite common post-vaccination. She didn't even have a temperature. It was that night, 12 years ago, that I decided to start researching vaccines, and I haven't really stopped since. In fact, this... Oh my word. It's a lot. That is the list of all the links of the research papers peer-reviewed studies, peer-reviewed articles, basically lies, all of the different documentaries and books that I have read or sat through to inform myself. It's also what I send people when they ask me, should I vaccinate my children? I can't tell you that. Not, they're not my child. I'll never tell anyone not to vaccinate. But I will tell you to do your research because the truth is learnt, never told, and I believe in body autonomy. So you can imagine after 12 years of research, I've been covered quite a lot. And I want to share with you today some of the most startling things I found out about vaccinations. So it turns out the actions are not actually that rare. A US study in 2010 revealed that every 40 doses results in a vaccine injury. If you do experience a vaccine injury, you're unlikely to be told about the yellow card scheme. I wasn't. Only because people aren't really told about the yellow card scheme, only 1% of vaccine injuries are reported, and out of that 1%, only 5% get compensation. 
If you do report a vaccine injury or death, indeed death, you then have to be have to be able to prove it that this was a vaccine-induced death or incident, and then you may be able to get some compensation. But the compensation is not paid out by the manufacturers because they have legal immunity. The compensation is paid out by you guys, the taxpayers, under the government vaccine damage funds. Did you know you are paying for all of the errors that the greedy pharmaceutical companies are making? £75 million pounds has been paid out in the UK since 
because the mainstream media are heavily funded by the very companies that are injecting us with these toxic concoctions. They are paying billions in advertising revenue, and that is to safeguard their reputation and their profits. Once again, profits before life every single time. It's a violation of our rights and it must end. And to those of you, I doubt any of you are here to be fair, but to those of you who believe that vaccines were eradicated infectious diseases such as polio and smallpox, please read Dissolving Illusions by Dr. Susan Humphreys, where you will be able to see the world timeline of vaccinations and the fact that a lot of infectious diseases were eradicated way before they came along. If you want to thank someone because you don't have infectious diseases in anymore, you need to thank Obama for sanitation. Not everyone that is for epidemiology. We have to accept that sometimes science gets it wrong. Tobacco, thalidomide, DDT. And sometimes science gets it wrong, but they don't admit it. We find sugar, chemotherapy, vaccinations. And this COVID vaccine is looming ever closer. Why, I don't know, because we've heard from Dr. Andrew Kaufman and very many other doctors today who can categorically tell us that this is not only a public health, not a public health threat, but it's not even a contagious virus because you can't catch a virus. Hey! So why do we need a vaccine? For a virus that's got apparently a 99.97% recurrent rate according to the CDC. And if we don't take this vaccine, there is a possibility that we won't be able to get on a train or a plane or go to school or go to work. And we won't be able to access benefits if you claim them. We won't be able to claim compensation if we're injured because no compensation is given for a vaccine that's given out during a pandemic. So it's going to be poorly tested, liability free, once again, no consequences for these companies. Where there is risk, there must be choice. Nobody, my choice.
He's already been alluded, guys, that have been battered round the back. So come on, fellas. You are the men. We love you. We salute you. Us women need you. Come on, guys. Go to the left. Go to the right. Please don't come through the stage. Remember, it's offers on a postcard for me. I need to see that you're a fella before I'm going to entertain you. Now you've seen a lady coordinating constantly. Let me tell you, she's worked seven days a week. I think she's only had two hours sleep. Fiona, where are you? Fiona Diamond, come here. We've got a gift for her. Yep, now Fiona has been the one who's helped. A massive cheer. Fiona's also the one who did the camera work for us when Kevin and and Kate were on Downing Street the other week. She was the one running the camera for us on Zoom then. It's good that she's recognized. Now I got taken down off social media straight away in one swoop in an hour so we couldn't share our fundraiser. Please find me at Kate Chamarani on Twitter. Fiona Rose Diamond on Facebook. You'll see the PayPal fundraiser. We still haven't raised the money for the screen yet. Professor Carville put a hand in her own purse. Guys, please, are you going to get on there and donate? Yes! Okay, now we're going to have... Who remembers? It's Chico time! Yes! Chico, let's be having you!
guess what? That was an experiment. All I needed was a stage. All I needed was an audience. All I needed was for you to trust me. All I needed was a microphone. And I could divide A and B. And I told you that A was better than B. And B was better than A. And guess what? This is the world. I represent the government to know the bullshit people and the P that flies. Who ruled over you? This microphone is mainstream media. He has no control over you if you don't acquiesce. Because of this microphone and the trust, I make you think one is better. But I'm not here to divide. I'm here to unite. We are united as one Lord, one heart, one voice. Now, I was up and as I said before, the ones who sleep don't know and the ones who know don't sleep. I didn't sleep. And I said to God, please inspire in my heart something. And this was it. We saw the good, the bad and the ugly. Act of kindness and act of stupidity. Where foolishness plays out and we'll fall out with our friends and family. Because they think everything is a conspiracy. But a conspiracy is only for those who choose not to see or sit idle and watch tyranny. That's not you and that's not me. By the way, conspiracy is the work of the CIA. It's a sign-up when they kill JFK. Check out Operation Mockingbird, they see me the narrative. Listen in the play. And while you're at it, you better check out Agenda 21 and 30. The George is born. Pandemic 1 and 2 out of shadows, exposing all the units in the fuckery. Okay. Now, would we like to politically, rape, spiritually, fundamentally, impose and physically? Let me repeat that again. Would we like to politically, rape, spiritually, fundamentally, impose and physically? This should be a mass affecting opportunity. But are we awakening or are we a sleeping commodity? Should we be compliant to the lion or should we be questioning the narrative of the lion? Mothers crying, people dying, suiciding, domestic abuse, and sick pedophiling. Now we want to normalize it and call it minor attractive person. We never accept it over my dead body. Is it getting with pedophiling? It's a spiritual war between death and being alive. And they're broken up the sleeping giant. And there is nothing like awakened souls on fire. And you are the fire. And to win, we must be one love, one heart, one unity. There is no title between you and me. Because we multiplicity in one. And one in unity. There is no me. There is just we. In order to become, we must overcome the fear and human frailty, division and negativity, replacing with love and positivity. Yes. Yes. Now, yes. hear the words of the great Bob Marley. Oh. Oh. So Emancipate yourselves from the slavery. No matter what else you're free of. Come on. Listen, my body spirit is here right now. And he's looking down on you. He was a musical prophet. I said, Emancipate Okay, Tim, I don't know if you can hear me. Um, we'd like you to finish in about five minutes. Have no fear for the time. You can't see it. 
Nothing but psychopathy and nothing more than satanic rituals that you've got to open. 
Okay, guys, uh, we have lost the stream here from our camera here. So I'm going to bring this part up here. Uh, and we're going to see the live feed from RT. And uh, we'll find out what's going on with the As soon as we get some volume. Uh, boy. Okay, everything's being cut off there. There we go. We don't 